1: to the Rusty Hook Kayak Fishing Podcast, a member of the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're streaming live via Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. Bring you the latest in fishing tips, gear reviews with our friend from Payne Outdoors, Chris Payne, as well as some local and regional tournament news. Bring you on some special guests to talk kayak fishing. Now, let's join John Rapp, your host. Hey guys, uh, welcome to the Rusty Hook Kayak Fishing Podcast. Glad to have everybody on with me tonight. When you get the second there, hit that like button, share, comment. Let's watch your uh, your uh, comments there, stuff come up, pop up on the screen. It's a live. Interactive show we're streaming on Twitch YouTube and Facebook and right after the show. I will upload uh, the audio version of this to The anchor FM platform for everybody to listen to when they're traveling to and from work Got a great little show lined up for you tonight Hey Heath good to see you big daddy um, So uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. I uh, I've reached out to one of my uh, partners from the Paddle and Fin Network who runs the the Noob Show, Fishing for Noobs. And uh, thank you, Heath, for making comments, bro. So you can check out my chat board there. But uh, Sean Lavery, uh, Lavery uh, he, he is a, a, a great young man. does a lot of fishing up on the Susquehanna where he lives. And we're going to dial him up. But I wanted to show you where I'm at right now. And if you haven't done it yet, I am in the Brownstone Room here at the Tractor Bar. Uh, Steve Brown just put out a post two days ago on the Brownstone Room Facebook page talking about the fall, talking about his brand new room. There's a video run through of it and tells you about it. So if you're looking to do any events in Nicholas County, weddings, parties, Business meetings. Yeah, he can seat up to a hundred people in here, so go check it out. Um, so let's not wait too long. I know uh, my boy Sean's got a lot of work to do tonight, so I'm gonna dial him up. Um, let me see. Here. But that's my boy Sean there. You need to go take a look at his Facebook page. We're gonna talk to him about what he did. Uh, this past weekend, up at the Siskel Road. Hey! Welcome, brother, to the Rusty Hook Kayak Fishing Podcast.
2: Thanks, John, man. It's awesome to be
1: on. Hey, man, I'm really thankful that uh, I know your plate is extremely full tonight. And we're, we're going to push through some good topics. Speaking of which, the topics are is you, with your uh, Fishing for Noobs page, um, your podcast that you do weekly. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell everybody about that. And then, while you're telling everybody about that, I'm just going to pop over and let them take a look at your Facebook page. Okay, cool.
2: Well, um, I'm uh, one of the co-hosts now for Bass Bass Fishing for Noobs. Uh, I've been with uh, Paddle and Finn since uh, February of, well, I think it's probably been three years now. Um, Started with my good bud, Ryan Milford, doing the Noob Show, and uh, Ryan's moved on to other things now. And uh, so I was flying solo for a while. Um, Now I have uh, Susie Q, uh, outdoor woman, with me. Uh, She's uh, been kind enough to hop on as a co-host with me, but... uh, I started the new show or I joined the new show because, uh, I really, I was still learning. Well, I'm, I'm a lifelong runner, but, um, I, I figured it would be a great way to, uh, to learn and also have a lot of fun, get to meet a lot of awesome people. And, um, you know, learn a ton of fishing stuff along the way. And they always say the best, uh, best way to learn something is uh, to be able to teach it to someone else. So I figured if I can learn something enough and that I can, uh, uh, help somebody else, then I'm going to know it pretty good myself as well. So that's kind of what got me into it, and um, it's just kind of exploded from there. I mean, it's it's helped my fishing tremendously. I, you know, uh, Brian always likes to joke that uh, you know I, I've come such a long way since I started, and uh, I, I can't tell you the difference it's made for me. So
1: well, I see on the background you got your Smalley Games brag board in the back. <laughs> Now, looks, I know from this uh, past weekend, you definitely had some stickers that you were able to submit for and (laughs) add to that. So while while you're talking uh, about that, Sean, while you're talking about that, I'm going to queue up video number one, fish number one. And you you can talk about the smaller Games, and you can also let people know uh, about what you were doing, what you float out of, what you were throwing and how
2: you caught fish number one okay so yeah my, my smaller game uh, uh board is empty back there but uh, upstairs i think i have enough to fill at least the first section so i probably have section number one done i just haven't put any of my stickers on yet um including i have a 21 that i caught earlier this year so that's my biggest sticker
1: Outstanding. Um,
2: so super happy about that but yeah so um, fish number one that uh I caught in that video, I've been, I just, that was my first time out with uh, a GoPro that I got from a buddy of mine. He had bought it for camping or something, used it once and then it sat in his drawer forever. So when uh, um, I had mentioned and I was looking for it and he's like, well, I I have one. It's a a GoPro fusion. So it's kind of cool. It shoots both front and back. It has a camera on the front and on the back. So it shoots 360 degrees. Um, So it makes video editing a little fun because you kind of have to pick and choose. And in video one, that was my first real attempt at that, because you can kind of see landing the fish and me casting and, you know, retrieving at the same time. So you kind of got to go back and forth with that a little bit. But uh, that was, um, uh, I think, uh, earlier last week, uh, I was out on the Susquehanna River. Uh, I went out at my normal spot uh, in Wrightsville, uh, 15 minutes from my house. Um, Was floating down. It was still pretty early in the morning. So I was throwing a whopper plopper because I usually start out with uh, top water uh, first thing in the morning. Um, and, uh, I was just casting, um, kind of on my way down to the spot that I usually kind of stop and fish. Um, it was probably, uh, about a two foot, two to three foot, uh, deep, uh, section of the river. Um, and I was just, uh, kind of casting out in front of me, bringing it back. And, um, as you can see, he, uh, the small, he just nailed it. And, uh, I was able to get him in. I didn't have him hooked very much. I think I only had him, uh, one hook on the back treble of the uh, the whopper popper, but Ooh.
0: he stayed pinned the whole
2: time, and uh, that my my net job on that one was a little better. I think I didn't uh, didn't miss him too much. He he pretty much went right in the net, so got lucky, and um, yeah, and it was it was it was fun because like I said, uh, just the the angles with that camera, I was able to show kind of out in front of me when he hit, and then also show me retrieving him. And uh, kind of messed with the side shot a little bit because he jumped
1: a few times to the right of my kayak. So Outstanding, man. I mean, it, it, it was great editing. I mean, if you were able to take both of those, so what, that's the Fusion, GoPro Fusion. What is that, like the 5 or the 6 or the 8?
2: I, I don't even know. They don't make it anymore. Um, they, they do have a newer model of it that's like the 360 or something. Um, so I, I actually had to uh, go into their legacy software to download the software that lets you, because the video comes out all, like the raw video is really screwy, because it uses both, there's two SD cards, and it uses both SD cards at the same time, oh, okay. and kind of blend blends the two images. So you can either do like a kind of a 360 degree video, or you can choose a more normalized video, and it kind of splices it together. Um so the software does all that for you. It's pretty amazing, and it makes it pretty easy.
1: Outstanding. So. Hey, Tommy Covey, thanks for watching, brother. We would love for you. All right. Hey, let's go to. Okay, so guys, you just heard Sean talk about fish number one. So, what do you fish out of? Are you in? What's your kayak?
2: Uh, Hobie Outback. I, Outback. I love it. Okay. It's okay. It, ma- it does everything I need it to do. It, it it works in small water, big water. I use it on lakes and on the river. I was a little leery about using it on the river at first because of the fins and the Suski's so shallow, but um, the, the kick up fins work great. And, uh, you know, I've heard about people <clears throat> bending rods and messing up their fins and stuff, but I've been fishing on the river now with it for two plus years and, you know, for the most part, haven't had any issues at all. So, well,
1: that area, the river you're on, looks pretty expansive. It's pretty wide, and it looks like oh, a yeah. nice, the, nice part of the river.
2: There is, uh, well, the you know, the Susquehanna, they always joke, is a mile wide and a foot deep, but uh, <laughs> that, that section of, that I do fish right around there is pretty much at least a mile wide. Um, there's a bridge uh, that goes across the river just north of where I fish, and uh, I've run 5Ks uh, across that, so <laughs> it is a mile plus over uh, wide, and uh, I always used to like to joke with my my old co-host Ryan because he would him and I would talk river fishing and in my mind I'm picturing the Susquehanna in his mind he's picturing the duck river or the real small rivers down in Tennessee that are a hundred foot wide at certain sections a hundred yards maybe and and versus mine is a mile and so in my mind I was definitely not picturing what he was picturing so
1: well yeah I mean I can tell you the West Virginia rivers don't look that glass like glass like that was there they're more, there are a lot of white water and, and stuff okay. like that. And you can cast across most of them. Um, yeah. May, except maybe the new. So, I mean, but yeah, that was beautiful. So, all right. Well, all right, now let's go to that monster. Oh, number one. Fish number one. How big was she? Like uh, about 17. 16. Okay. I, I think s- it was
2: 17. Yep. I, I was thinking I it was, could...
1: was a good 16 plus. Okay. Yeah. So, guys,
2: yeah.
1: here we go, guys. Let's, let's pull up fish number two. This is it. <laughs> beast
2: fish number two was definitely uh, my biggest fish of that day uh, 18 and a half um, oh, wow. I was down in the. I, I was down in the it was fat it was really heavy like I wish I would have had a scale because um, it was it definitely had some weight to it um, it was kinda it was that football shape you know it was yeah. much taller than it was long but uh, um, I was down in the rocks where I really like to fish because um, there's a lot of current that moves through there um, and they like to sit right behind, um, some rocks. And I almost wish I would have messed with the editing a little bit more on that shot. Cause I, I did have, uh, the fish jumping a little bit more when it first hit it in front of me. Um, but, uh, that, that I was throwing a crankbait, uh, yellow and black is my kind of go-to on the river. Uh, uh, yellow black back Right. and, uh, th- they seem to really like that. And, um, I had just, uh, passed a, a boater had just fished that area right before me. I'm not sure what they were throwing, but, uh. Um, they actually, when I, you can see in the video, I'm kind of looking to my right because yeah, they yeah. were just, <laughs> just down there, and they were like, "What the heck are you throwing?" You know, as soon as they saw me pull that in. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I tend to have good luck with the crankbaits right there because um, it's just shallow. It's like five foot deep there, okay. but with current, and I just run it across the current and mm-hmm. past the boulders, and they'll just come out and smash it. And that's right. exactly what that one did. So beautiful,
1: beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I, I could see that you, you were uh, right there in the video. Now you're looking back at him while you're getting the hooks out, and I'm thinking, now, what you should do, you would say, hey, if you want to know, you gotta watch my show next week. <laughs> there or you. Get.
2: <laughs> that would have been good. Now I, I, I did go by them later. Uh, I kind of pedaled down past them, and they were. I was talking to them a little bit about what I was using and stuff. So I, I do share pretty freely with anybody I run into on the water if they ask. So.
1: Well, it's funny what you how you mentioned your technique there because I had Jody Queen on the show a couple weeks ago and he was talking about his success on the New River Uh, when we had high water coming in. The water rose over a foot, and he was hitting. uh, He was throwing his. uh, Oh, what's the the bladed. I know he throws the the chatterbait on. Chatterbait. The chatterbait. Yep. And he was he was throwing it in front. So, when the, you have your boulder here, right, right in front mm-hmm. of you, we'll use my rum and coke as an example, and the <laughs> water, would, water would hit that boulder and it would split around it. He was mm-hmm. throwing in front of it and dragging it out. He said that those fish would stay right around that boulder where when they would yep. hit and they could crash them. And, uh, so, man, he, was, he had a heck of a tournament. And it sounds like that's what you did with fish number one. Now, fish number one, how shallow was she hitting when she hit that plopper?
2: that was probably maybe two foot maybe okay. a foot like it was I, I i was actually hitting bottom with my pedals there so i was actually had my pedals kind of up you know if, on a on a hobie if you flutter or put one foot forward and the one foot back the the fins pull up to the
1: okay
2: uh, up to the hole and you can kind of go through shallow areas easier either easier so you can see when in that video like my one foot is forward and my one foot's the whole way back and that's because it's so shallow that you kind of have to do that or the fins drag So that was actually a little more shallower uh, than where I caught fish number two. Um, Fish number two, it gets deeper by those rocks. So um, it is nice. And um, I know um, Jody, uh, I've talked to Jody quite a bit because he does really well in the Susquehanna as well.
1: Oh, yeah. Um,
2: And um, so he is one of the person that talked to me about that. Um, Jeff Little, I don't know if you're familiar with him. Oh, yeah. But uh, he's definitely another guy that I've learned a lot from. And. Uh, he talks a lot about hitting both the front, the upstream side of those boulders and the backstream side, because right. you'll have fish on either side, depending on their mood and how they're feeding. Um, and uh, but and usually, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go through the area first with a crankbait, and then I'll come back through with a Ned Rig or something light and throw it in those little eddies right behind the rocks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you'll get the less aggressive fish that are just kind of sitting there hanging out when you do
1: that. So. Looking for the leftovers, baby. Yep. <laughs> hey man, awesome, awesome. I appreciate you taking a few minutes to come online with us. I know you no have problem. another show to prepare for. But just before you leave, um, the latest tips, tricks on the river that you would give for fall fishing for all our viewers out here. A lot of the guys from West Virginia are, are making trips up to the Susquehanna right now. What would you recommend that okay. what would you recommend they tie on the throw?
2: Um, what uh, In the fall I have a lot of luck with rattle traps, um, the grass is starting to die off at that point so it's not as snaggy but uh, it's just enough that you can kind of run it across the top and for me it's easier to control the depth of uh, a rattle trap than a crankbait. A crankbait is going to dive down and want to go through that grass um, but uh, a rattle trap um, I can kind of run just across the top of that grass and if it gets stuck just a little bit you just rip it free. And a lot of times, that's when you'll get your strikes when you're uh, ripping that free of the grass. You know, it, it'll slow it down just enough, and then psh, out of it, and uh, um, that really triggers that reaction bite of this, the bass that are hanging out in that in the the grass that's left over. So that's I uh, caught uh, my first 20-inch smallie last year on a rattle trap, uh, kind of as the fall started getting uh, kind of the fall bite really started getting on. So um, I'm really excited. You know, it definitely seems like the bite's picking up again. Uh, we had this summer, it was just brutal in the Susquehanna, it was low, and um, the, the place that I fish all the time, I, I, I struggled for a while, but just last week we had some rain, so I had a feeling Saturday was going to be good, and it, it turned out to be really good, so.
1: Awesome, man, awesome. Well, hey, nothing but love for you, thanks for jumping on with me, um, go do what you need to do, and uh, again, guys, Sean Lavery from the Fishing with News, from the Paddle and Network.
2: John, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, man. I appreciate you having me on, brother.
1: All right, man. Y'all have a great show tonight. Thank you. All
2: right. See ya.
1: All right. So that was my boy, Sean. We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, uh, we'll try to hit up our boy, Chris Payne from Payne Outdoors. Uh, Last week, we were going to play with a new mold, but he had uh, a last-minute meeting at work. We couldn't get home in time. So this week, we should be able to get to play with it. YakGadget Gadget. Proudly supplying you with American-made products and gear. Check out YakGadget.com. Ace Resort. West Virginia's number one destination for whitewater, hiking, zip ziplining, and more. Check out AceRap.com Westbrook Supply Company. Georgia's number one go-to tie fishing supply store. Gear, accessories, and custom rigging. Look them up. WestbrookSupplyCole.com Paint Outdoors, a custom plastic makers, design consultant, product reviewer, and outdoor writer. Check out more at painoutdoors.com. Feel free kayaks. Paddle, pedal, or power, there's something for everyone. Check out feelfreeus.com. Alright guys, uh, we've got two viewers. I uh, appreciate you guys watching with us here. Had Heath and Tommy chat up on the um, chat. So if you're here with us, just hit your like button. Johnny Cart, he's been here. He's liked the show. Um, hit your like button, follow button, share button, so I can see your name pop across the screen and I can give you some kudos. So anyway, um, that was we just got finished with the first segment of the show with Sean Lavery, and I hope you enjoyed that. Sean had some had some good luck earlier in the week catching some big fish up on the Susquehanna. Um, he told us about his tips, tricks, and uh, how he was successful uh, fishing up there. So, the guys that are getting ready to go up there from West Virginia, I hope you picked up a tip or trick here, a tip or tick, trick from him when you go up there. And make sure you also, when you get the opportunity, if you really need any information, definitely I will call or hit Jody Queen up and tell him that you're heading up there. And I, I guarantee you, Big Jody will give you some information. So anyway, let's uh, get over to uh, the dial-up screen. We're we'll gonna call up my boy Chris. All right, all right. So what we're doing, guys? Here lately, we've just been using the old messenger platform. I go to you, and I go hit that dial-up button, and I dial you in. As so you can hear. Right, so let's bring on my boy Chris, Chris Payne from Payne Outdoors, located in Texas. He's live, raw, and unfiltered, and back after a, uh, a long work day last Tuesday night. Hey, buddy. Hey, okay. hey. Looks like you've already got something poured for us to look at, brother.
3: Yeah, uh, I thought I had a few more minutes, but <laughs> it's all right. You're gonna see it, what I'm gonna see it. So here we go, right? raw and unfiltered. Uh, yeah. So um, as you can kind of tell, what I am basically doing is building a swim bait. That's a blueback chartreuse, kind of yeah. like those crank baits that we throw,
1: uh-huh. right?
3: Uh, I've got this new swim bait mold I've been playing with that allows me to do laminates and a lot cleaner. Uh, than what I've done in the past.
1: Oh yeah, that looks nice, man.
3: Oh, hopefully you can see those okay. Oh yeah. Um. And so, this was the first shot. What I'm discovering with this uh, with this mold is the first shot shoots a little, just a, a little blendy, and they get better as it goes but that is definitely a blue with a chartreuse um and i've been playing with all kinds of different color combinations and really really liking this mold for what i'm able to produce color wise because it's it's just it's working a lot better than my other one because how clean those lines are yeah that like if somebody wants a clean line and doesn't want to swirl that's, we're, we're on that now. So, you know, it just took a little bit of, it took, took a little time to find the right mold. Went through a few different ones. And sometimes you gotta buy once, cry once. And that's, that's what we did.
1: That looks good, man.
3: Um, I also have been playing with some other colors. I know a lot of people that watch Josh Jones fishing uh this year fishing out of texas with his uh you know front facing sonar and all that crap um and he was catching those giants right uh he was he was fishing a pretty cool color and so what i did is basically i wanted to mimic that color
1: it's got a lot of glitter in it and i can see some uh white and blue and green
3: yeah, so it's basically a white top, and then it's a clear with holographic on the bottom. Yeah, you can
1: you can see that in the video.
3: So yeah, I'm sorry that light is so bad. It's really hard to get these to show up and be lit properly.
1: Oh wow, it looks good. So, I hope I hope you're making several bags of those. They're going to go fast.
3: Well, so that's the thing is I have not even listed them on the website yet. Um. I I'm probably going to do a release and I'm going to pre-make I'm basically going to pre-make several bags of several colors and Release them as what's available. I'm not going to do Customs per se on these right what I am gonna do are For the folks who are watching this today So I don't know who's watching it, but they're gonna if they like this kind of stuff, they're going to feel lucky. I am, uh, or it may just be me and you, whatever that turns out to be. Um, but I'm going to let them suggest two colors for us to release, a top and a bottom, whatever colors that they would like. So we've done we've done some different stuff that we had available. that um, We showed on TikTok for everybody following with TikTok.
1: Oh, nice. So that's, yeah.
3: that's a watermelon. Uh, well, it's a green pumpkin uh, on top with a chartreuse black pepper on the bottom. So that's one of the ones that we did. And then we've got kind of a, so this is basically our Lubbock color on top. That's a pumpkin seed with chartreuse bottom.
1: Now, guys, then, if, for you guys that are listen, be listening to this show later, Chris is showing some of his new swimmate molds uh, that he's already made with those different colors. Make sure you go check out the Paint Outdoors website.
3: And so this is a watermelon fire on top with a blue pearl bottom.
1: Nice. That, that looks good.
3: Yeah. I, that. Uh, so the watermelon fire with the blue pearl bottom is the one that – garnered the most attention on tiktok had a lot of people uh looking at those so um if if anybody is well listening or whatever let's take um, a look we're gonna yeah
1: while you're talking here
3: what we're -hmm. gonna do is i'm gonna i'm gonna probably make up um like four bags of three different colors that I really like and then I'm looking for two other color suggestions
1: all right guys hit that hit that chat button to see what you want two colors we'll give you a, a couple minutes or two so how are you how are you liking that mold is it working out a lot better than before yeah
3: it is um so i still have i still have that old mold uh i have a couple of customers who really like it it's fatter uh it's a fatter body um and i think actually i have shipped out all the ones that i had i don't even have any poured up right now um but it's a fatter body it's the riblet uh, that's on the website and you can see it's got that deep belly to it which works really good uh, for like jigs and stuff that have a big uh, bait keeper on them, um, a trailer keeper. Uh, this is a little thinner body. This works good with underspins or works good on a jig head, ball head jig. This, man, this this is money for that.
1: Which, which um, one would you throw on like, a, like a, a chatter bait or something like that? Either one or...
3: Um, um, On Chatterbait, I like this newer one, this 3.5-inch version instead of the 4-inch version, uh, just because it doesn't try to override what the Chatterbait is doing.
1: Exactly. So the other
3: one is so big that that tail can cause a little extra wobble in it um, and put, put some drag on the back of it that it's not used to and not really designed to have that much drag on the back of it. Uh, this one is a little more streamlined. You still get the vibration. And it's got a thick tail. It, this, So the tail thickness on this, let me show for anybody who's watching. Oh, yeah. The tail thickness on this is about twice what a KaiTech is. And so it's going to live up to, like, those perch bites and those short mm-hmm. strikes a lot better. Um, and you're also going to get more wobble uh, in it than just the fast uh, twitch. You're going to get more wobble, so a little bit slower of a kick on the back side. No, I, I wouldn't call it slow, but it's it's slower than a thin one would be because it takes more um, force to displace the water to make it move fast. So that is uh, that is kind of where we are with that. I'm thinking we might have time for me to mix up one more. If I can do this quickly. Oh, yeah. Um. So why don't we? Why don't we do this? I'm gonna really throw the baby out with the bathwater, and we're gonna do. I'm gonna do a chartreuse top with a clear holographic glitter belly.
1: Ooh, that, that sounds good. So now, we'll,
3: we'll see how it looks because <laughs> yeah, it could look like absolute trash.
1: Oh, I, I doubt that. I'm sure you've already uh, probably experimented here or there with those those combinations, and they've looked good before in the past.
3: Yeah, they they do all right. They do all right. Um, but yeah, we've uh, I've, I've really been doing a lot of this and then uh we're we pretty much finished up finished up our uh tournament season so a lot of the sponsorships and all of those uh a lot of those uh gift cards have been cashed in and uh i got some really nice comments uh from some of our west virginia kayak anglers that won some of those who had never fished my baits before or seen them before and they got them in and they're like whoa i'm like yeah it's it's different it's not what you can find on the shelf it's different hey there's
1: a reason why me rick and jerry and a few of the others keep keep you hop, hopping down at the shop there so yeah
3: they they look different and you know we're continuing to evolve um you know a lot of the molds that we carry now we didn't have you know even last year when we started talking about all this and you know we are I, I'm always trying to play with different pearls and different uh, glitters and different color combinations to try to find something that's just, it's different, right? It's just different.
1: Yeah, I'm, well, And then sometimes? While you're oh, chatting ahead. there, yeah, and I was just going to say while you're chatting there, I got you on my lower screen and I got your paint outdoors page. just happened to, it froze up and I was, my video was running where I th- was stolen your lizards from me. Last year, the green was yeah, uh, green pumpkin, green flake, and they had uh, our special blend of Cajun seasoning in there. Um, yeah, but Those uh, good old
3: Cajun lures.
1: They, they, they were hitting it hard. They
3: were, yeah, failing. sometimes they're mad at it.
1: Yeah, they were big, fat 14. One of them was almost 16 inches, uh, smallest was, I think, 1375, but they were all heavy. They've been feeding
3: yep. up. Yeah. We've, uh, I think probably the riblets, the lizards, um, are probably our, our biggest sellers uh, this year. Uh, the riblets surprised me a little bit. I didn't know how many people would fish a, a bait that was built a little bit differently. Uh, than the other stuff out there, but um, it's actually done really well. The lizards have been super popular. Almost every order I get in, uh, somebody orders lizards. Um, they, they're like, yeah, I like lizards. Yeah, okay. um, that, was,
1: that was part of that was heavy in my arsenal three or four years ago. I've, I've expanded a little bit, but uh, I still throw. I still keep one tied on.
3: Yeah, I think. Um, you know, when we talk about the good, we got to talk about with the bad. Probably the biggest disappointment that I've had as far as lures selling that I thought would do really well is this guy. I'm going to show you right here. It's the Bomb Shad. Huh. So, I have sold exactly five packs of these since I bought that mold. That is it. I think... People may be scared of the size, I guess. I don't know, but I throw this instead of a frog through the slot, and oh, wow, oh, mighty! And that's fine if folks don't want to buy it. That's okay. Oh, it i right. It'll, I'll I'll fish them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I I was the first person I thought of when I saw it was uh, a gentleman down here in uh, near Hinton, and uh, he fishes a lot with white flukes. His name's Austin yeah. Lilly. Uh, he he was one, He's a Jackson kayak guy. He would he would go from uh, he he would cover twelve and fourteen miles of water uh, on on a the river because he would go from shoal to shoal and just work spots that he because he knew the river. He he wouldn't sit around. He right. would make make two or three casts in an area. He didn't get hit. He would slide on down to the next one.
3: But, yeah, he w- he wasn't fishing dead water, was he?
1: No, no, he, he uh, and, and he very successful, very successful. One tournament we had down there, he had two citation fish in one day. He won that tournament. So.
3: Yeah, um, so I wanted to I wanted to ask about that. Um, I think you guys had had quite the event, right? Recently, guys posting up.
1: Didn't somebody post a twenty-one inch smallmouth? Yeah, that was our friend Mikey Holcomb. Uh, he yeah, was a, that's what I he, thought. He was on the show last week. Uh, Mikey had two citation fish on the New River last week, and his third yeah. fish, his third fish, was only a quarter inch from being a citation. He had over sixty inches for three fish. So yeah,
3: at, at that tournament. I, I was like, "Oh, sixty inches isn't that good?" And then it was like three fish mm-hmm. in the river, smallmouth. I'm mm-hmm. like. Ooh
1: what what yeah all yeah. right yeah mike yeah. killed it yeah yeah he was well, on the show last week
3: when you know you know and sometimes it just works out right well that seemed to be one of those times where it just worked out with him well, all he,
1: right um, he was still in top water and he caught all his fish in 45 minutes right at daybreak all three of those sh- fish so wow! If, if uh, that's got—I've never
3: experienced being in first place in a tournament and pretty much knowing you've got a check going home.
1: Yeah, he ended up finishing second because it was a two-day event. Um, yeah, but, I saw but, that. Yeah, he—but he did really well. I think he was really happy with it. So, yeah. All right, Pulling this up. We're gonna shoot it. All
3: right. Of course, overfill these because I'm talking more than the working. Oh, that,
1: that just means you got to do a little bit more trimming, Big Daddy. Yeah.
3: So, guys,
1: for you guys that are listening on the audio version of this, he just loaded up some plastic and he's making the, the pour into his mold.
3: This is a this is a fun one to shoot because you can shoot it fairly quickly, and it doesn't take you know gallons and gallons of plastic to make good baits. We've got an efficient mold.
1: Are you still pretty happy with your new plastics?
3: Uh, yeah, yeah. I I think um, I made a couple of adjustments after running through them and uh yeah i would say i am i am satisfied with their quality so it's always a always a concern uh you know supply chain can continue to be a bit of a bear but um it all depends on the season you know things are we're going into what's considered for bait makers kind of the quiet season and then it's going to get cold, and guys are going to not be fishing as much, and they're going to be surfing the web looking for fishing tackle.
1: Inventory time.
3: Yeah, December and January, everybody's going to be spending money, and and I'm fine with it because it's going to be it'll be cooler here. It yeah. won't be 101 degrees like it is today. Oh. Um, and you know, it'll it'll be a. Blow me 45 degrees and I'm making baits and just happy as a clam.
1: I hear you with your garage door open.
3: <laughs> yeah, boy. You know it. So, you're gonna have to let this cool a minute. Uh, I'm gonna do an old cheater trick and I'm gonna put some cold aluminum on it.
1: Draw from heat, draw that heat, huh? Yeah,
3: that's right. That's right.
1: It that doesn't affect the it doesn't affect your pores at all does it just all it does is yeah. no
3: no as long as it's uh yeah plastic's got to cool uh there are some guys who dunk them in water yeah um i i don't like that just because it can warp the metal it's not a natural thing for oh, metal oh. to go
1: through that they dump the, the metal um, in the water okay I yeah,
3: they just so, because they're all aluminum And so aluminum is more susceptible to rapid changes yeah um and so you know if you've got cold water and you've got a mold that's 350 degrees and you hit it with 70 degree water or colder it it can cause some warping over time cause your air vents to flux and it's it's just not great um they make chill plates so that you're not dunking it in water and it's just cold aluminum it keeps the aluminum cold that's a that's a better way to do it, um, but I don't. I'm not shooting, you know, a hundred bags a day, so I don't really don't really need that. I'm gonna go ahead and open this up because uh, if I can hold it in my hand, even though it's hot, if I can hold it in my hand and not drop it, then it's cool enough to crack open and see what's what this looks like.
1: All right.
3: Oh, that's interesting. So let me pull one of these off here.
1: Oh, yeah. Chartreuse. Nice. Yeah, you can see the wow. hollow the hollow in the bottom area. Yeah. When you twist wow. it around. I... Yeah. Nice, man. That looks good. So, chartreuse. Sure yeah. We'll
3: throw them, see if they catch fish. <laughs>
1: hey, heck, you know, that's what you do. I, you, know, would, you make one of your little wacky packs or variety packs with two of those and two of your whites and two, and send them out. And then when they say they like one of them, they can come back and order the, that one solid or something.
3: Yeah, so I've kicked around the idea of, uh, for the holidays, doing a bake box. Um, there are a lot of folks who... When they make baits, they do like a bait box. And so you would basically take like a Plano 3600, and in each section you put a different bait, yeah. uh, either color or style or something like that.
1: That's a good idea. Um,
3: so who knows? We may may see how that happens. or We may do a wacky pack version of that. Um, sometimes people don't like paying for that, and sometimes they, they like it. And a lot of times, people who don't fish who are buying gifts for fishermen
2: mm-hmm.
1: like
3: them because it's a variety of a bunch of stuff.
1: Plus, it's easier easier to wrap. Yep.
3: Also <laughs> true. It's not leaking garlic oil. Uh, in there right
1: and stick it inside someone's uh, stocking, and then all of a sudden it smells like garlic oil. <laughs> yeah, we're
3: like, hmm. Hey,
1: what does Santa leave here?
3: <laughs> yeah, no doubt santa went to italy before he came to see us <laughs> Yeah. so i mean that's uh that's pretty much what i got that's what i've been up to and i uh, don't we're making these new swim baits and so if guys want to want a message or email or whatever what colors they might like to see we'll pick a couple of them and uh, get them out there
1: sounds good but appreciate you coming on the show as always, you bet. you're you're full of uh, fun, laughter, and great knowledge, buddy. Appreciate it, John. Hey, no, I'm not buttering you up or anything for next week. Or like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Thanks, man. All right. We'll see you. All right, guys. That's my boy Chris Payne from Texas in the Mad Kitchen. Appreciate him coming on and chatting with us. So make sure when you get the opportunity, you go to... Messenger and send him a message and tell him the two colors that you want him to play with. And if we're lucky, we get to see it next week. So, again, uh, just in case you guys didn't catch the early part of the show, you can see where I'm at. I am in the beautiful Brownstone conference room here at the Tractor Bar and Grill, Mount Ebro, West Virginia. If you're looking for a place to host uh, an event, you know, go to the Brownstone page. Uh, Steve Brown just posted a video. It's already been shared over a hundred times. Introducing the room and doing a video uh, coming through that door right there and showing everybody uh, what the room is, how many it'll hold, and what you can do with it. So if you're looking to have a Halloween party, Thanksgiving dinner with family, or even Christmas parties for the company, make sure you go to the Brownstone page and hit Steve up. yeah, uh, so while I'm thinking of it, um, I wanted to talk about a couple things here before we sign off. we got a few more minutes. and uh, I wanted to give a shout-out to Storm and Emily, note the last name, Storm and Emily Carver. Congratulations on your marriage. It was a beautiful wedding, and I was honored to be there to see you guys share your hearts, and passions with each other at the ceremony. And I gotta say that Philip and Sierra were looking off the hook beautiful and awesome and handsome. And the two, uh, three other groomsmen uh, from the West Virginia kayak anglers that were there also, which was Rick Garavaglia, um, uh, Evan Adamson, and uh, Mikey Holcomb. Sierra was there. Mikey and Sierra looked awesome. But, uh, or not Sierra, but uh, I'm sorry, I'm throwing a blank on Mikey's wife's name, but uh, um, anyway, it was a beautiful, beautiful ceremony, and I just want to wish you guys all of the best and success in life. Um, most of the guys that are involved with the club know who Storm is and how he's such a wonderful young man to see you this weekend. So all you guys, West Virginia kayak anglers, we have our two-day championship, our, our end-of-the-year event this weekend in Jackson County. I'm packing the camper up Friday morning, rolling up to meet with Greg Kupfner and the gang uh, for our event on Saturday and Sunday. So Rusty Hook Kayak Fishing Podcast next Tuesday, we will ta- talk with Greg, and we will uh, talk with the winners of the event and be able to announce who our Angler of the Year is for the club. And never know, we may have our top 12 that we can talk about who will represent West Virginia kayak anglers that go on and face the guys from Mountain State and Southern West Virginia for the state championship event. Should be interesting, should be fun, look forward to it. The weather looks decent. We had a beautiful day today. Much really thought about calling in sick on you guys going out and hitting the water. But, uh, beautiful day today. It looks like we've got a little bit of rain popping in on us uh, tomorrow, and then there's chances of rain for the rest of the week. So Let's just hope Jackson County uh, is part of that area that's free. And, uh, guys, if you don't know much about the lakes up in Jackson County, we have three that are pretty popular, which is Elk Fork, uh, O'Brien, and uh, Woodrum that hold very, very good fish. Uh, If you go to Woodrums or Elk Fork, you quite possibly could hook into a quite large muskie. I'm not for sure if O'Brien holds muskie. I've never hooked into any there, but uh, it's gonna be a fun event. I look forward to seeing all the guys one final time for the year. Uh, We're having our our, uh, barbecue at at the end of day two and when we announce the winners of the event and our Angler of the Year. Uh, Greg Cuffner, buddy, uh, I know you've kept the roads hot this year, but you've still managed to do a wonderful job with the with the trail. Uh, you picked up the slack when it needed to be picked up. And we all appreciate you doing it. So uh, anyway, but uh, guys, if y'all have any comments, questions, or anything, I look forward to talking to you and chatting with you again next weekend. Week Tuesday nights, you can find us right here on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. Make sure you check out Anchor FM. Uh, We will have this show uploaded here in the next 15 minutes. So if you need to make that drive to work the rest of the week, just throw up your favorite podcast platform, look it up on Apple, and just uh, hit play and listen to it while you're driving down the road. Anyway, this is John Rapp. You guys be blessed, and I'll catch you later.